Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is an important announcement about uh, John Saxon. Uh, Naconia Hayes, teacher and school principal, is famous for writing the biography of John Saxon. Uh, John Saxon's a genius of common sense in math education. She sent me this update. Now this is Naconia Hayes. One sentence that says it all. John Saxon's math books have just been given life indefinitely in spite of 43 years of hate led by the math education elites. Millions who support Saxon math can easily determine pure Saxon books, that is, no common core, by looking for the names John Saxon, Stephen Hake, or Frank Wang on the front covers. Stephen is confident that Saxon math is here to stay. While Saxon math will also be offered in digital formats, I don't think we can take over math education. Woke leaders of schools won't go with Saxon. It will still be loved by homeschoolers and charter and private schools. The closer you work with kids, the more you love Saxon. End of quote by Naconia Hayes. Now here's the central drama of the Saxon story. The entire education established considered him a threat. Could that be because his books taught children to do math? But public school students ended up math failures? The education establishment did everything possible to discredit Saxon and make his books disappear. The most dishonorable thing was that big New York publishers bought rights to Saxon books precisely for the purpose of suppressing them. Isn't it remarkable that these so-called educators hated the idea of children actually mastering math? Once upon a time, it was touch and go whether the Saxon approach would be buried forever. Saxon's pedagogy emphasizes incremental instruction, constant review, quizzes, repetition, leading to mastery. The idea was to put math in the child's brain so it would stay there. On the other hand, New Math 1963, reform math in the 1980s, and common core math circa 2010 were basically the same low-rent failures. Saxon graduated from West Point and earned three advanced degrees. He was a fighter pilot and a test pilot for the Air Force. He was a warrior and a thinker, and he built a $100 million publishing enterprise. He ridiculed the Ed professors when people asked why he wasn't more polite to them, Saxon said they didn't deserve it. He offered to pay the expenses of conducting head-to-head -head contests between his books and the professor books. He predicted he would beat them by an order of magnitude, which is quite a claim. For some reason, they didn't accept the challenge. My own encounter with Saxon happened indirectly. I saw lots of loving references to his books among homeschoolers, desperately seeking fresh copies. I didn't know any homeschoolers, but I realized that these people thought for themselves and didn't readily accept pieces of junk put out by the official authorities. If you plan to sit all day at the kitchen table with a bunch of kids, you will graduate towards the most efficient method. That's even after Saxon died in 1995, 
and the New York publishers tried to hide him, many homeschoolers remained faithful. There was a strong aftermarket for old Saxon books from the 1970s and 1980s. Now hopefully Saxon will be the gold standard for years to come. Note that reading pedagogy and math pedagogy are usually thought of as very separate and different. But in bad schools, we see that inferior programs in both subjects can embody the same spirit of deception. Professors devise pedagogies that seem feasible, but in fact they are dead ends. For example, whole word and new math are mirror images of each other. Attractive, almost persuasive presences that hide poison pills. People deeply engaged in the math wars or the reading wars do not usually see that the other people are their allies, their siblings. They're all up against the same shallow, conscience-free enemies. Only the best propagandists and psi warriors can confect things like balanced literacy and everyday math. I have often used the same words to describe both of them. Balderdash and Piffle. The essential identity goes very deep in these frauds. Both remind us of what Dr. Samuel Orton declared in 1927 about Hold Word. It does not work, and even worse, it will scar a child for life. And this discussion has two purposes for me. I want to persuade parents that they have to stand between their kids and educational malfeasance. Second, let's find out if it's possible to make these professors feel ashamed of themselves, as they should. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education. But the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff. And that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. 
Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.